You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. For those who don't know, I can't see. I'm, I'm, I wear these glasses not as a, uh, a style. Uh, there, there are frames there. They're not empty. Um, I, I can't, I'm not good at, at seeing. It's just something I'm not, I'm not strong at in my life. And uh, I haven't seen since I was a kid. Um, my, my vision when I go uh, to the eye doctor is, uh, is a pretty high GPA. It's, it's way above four. Uh, you know, if it was like that in school, I would have gone to any college that I wanted to. Um, it's actually above five. Uh, I don't know what legally blind is, but I've got to be touching the line. Um, and so when I go to the eye doctor, uh, they always sit you down, they, they pull your glasses off, uh, they pull your contacts out, and they put up that little screen with all the letters or the numbers. Uh, maybe it's just letters because I can't read it. Uh, and, and they say, what do you see? I, I say nothing. I've got, I've got nothing there. Sorry. So they keep just scrolling up, and eventually they get to the big E. And they say, okay, what do you see? And I have to tell them, I, I know it's an E because I know the test. I've been doing it for 20 years, but I can't, I can't really make it out. And then they go, well, which way is, is the three lines pointing? They always point one way. There's not like, <laughs> I know I grew up in Louisiana, but the, the E always, <laughs> it always goes that way, right? And, uh, but I have this this trouble in my life of if I don't have my glasses on, everything gets instantly blurry and fuzzy uh, and, I, and I can't see. And the title of my sermon today is, What Do You See? What do you see? And there's a passage that I was drawn to as I was studying this week. And it's kind of fitting for me because I felt like God was speaking directly to me because it was... The verse that we're listening and, and reading today is in Jeremiah chapter 1. So it's, it's very, very true to me. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11 and verse 12. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Verse 12, he says, and I said, Jeremiah said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. So it's really easy for me if I'm like, God, why aren't you speaking to me? God, I can't hear your voice. I just always go to this book and read it because my name's in it. And I'm like, oh, hey, God, like there you are. You're just talking to me directly. So if you have a, your own name in the Bible, just go and read that and uh, it'll, it'll really help you and, uh, and see God speaking to me. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? That word see in the Hebrew is raha, R-A-A-H. And it means to see, perceive, to have vision, to observe, consider, to look after, to see after, to learn about, to observe, to watch, to look upon, to look out, to find out. And I feel like the, the Lord was asking me today and asking us today, Brother, sister in Christ, what do you see? What do I see? And the first thing that we have to think of and the question that we need to ask and the thing that we need to consider and ponder this week is what do I see in the natural? 
What do I see right now in my life? I need to make observations. I need to look at my surroundings and see what's happening in my surroundings. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Well, let me look in the natural and see if there's victory around me. Let me look in the natural and see how the relationship with my spouse is, how the relationship with my children are, how the relationship me being a pastor is to the congregation, to the community, how my relationship with my job is, with my bosses, with my parents, with my bank account, with my health, with my physical body, with my emotional body, with my spirit. All of a sudden, we got a lot to see. we got a lot to look at. If we take time in our lives when Jesus and God just ask a simple question, what do you see? Because we can look around in the natural and we can find out very quickly where we are in our spiritual walk. We can find out very quickly how well we're doing in life and what's going on in our lives. I want to read a, a story to you. I don't know if Miss Karen got to put that in there, so this might not be up there, but it's a story that we've heard before. And it's in Ezekiel 37. And it's just verses 1 through 10. I don't think she put, she put it up there? Good. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, there were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am Lord. Verse 7, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinew and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9, and he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came unto them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. What do you see? Man looked out and he saw a valley of dry bones. God looked out and saw an army ready to fight. Man looked out in the natural and said, there's no way that this can work. He said, there's, there's bones. They're broken apart. They're disconnected. They're not just full skeletons. There's just bones everywhere. And they're dry, which means they've been there a long time. There's no blood. There's no life source. There's nothing there. That we can look around our lives and in the natural we can see dry bones. We can see a dry bank account. We can see a dry spirit. 
We can see a dry relationship in our lives. And God says, can these bones live? I love Ezekiel's answer. He goes, well, Lord God, you know. Such an answer that, that we give because we're, we're hesitant to answer God. Oh God, you know, you're the one asking the question, so you know if this can happen or that can happen. And he said, prophesy, speak to those bones. This is what I see. This is what you're seeing. You need to see what I see and watch those things come back to life. As the flesh and the sinew and the muscle and the nerve system and all that comes together, he says, well, they're, here they are. They're standing there. He said, but there's still no breath. Sometimes you see God moving and things happening in your life, but you get to this point, and, and it's not the complete manifestation of the Word. It's not the complete answer that you need. We see Ezekiel doesn't throw up his hands and say, well, but it didn't work. We were so close to our miracle. We almost saw it change. We almost saw this fixed. We almost saw this healed. This almost happened. Ah, well... God's not real. God isn't good. God doesn't care. He must not have answered my prayer. He doesn't care about me and my house out in the middle of nowhere. He doesn't, whatever. And we walk away. And God speaks to Ezekiel. He says, prophesy again. Speak again into them. Speak the rest of that miracle. Speak the breath into them. And it wasn't just one little, <sighs> he said, you call the four winds from the, every side of the earth to come and fill in that valley. What do you see? Because what you're seeing right now can tell you what's happening in the spirit. What you see around you in the natural can tell you what's happening in the spirit world. It can tell you. God gives us the victory. God gives us salvation. God gives us healing. And if I'm not seeing those things in the natural, then I need to go at war in the spiritual. I need to remind myself. I need to remind the devil. I need to remind God. This is what you said. You said, can these bones live? I can't do anything to change this situation. I can't fix this relationship. I can't fix this job. I can't do these things. But you said, okay, prophesy again. All right. In Romans 8, 28, heard this scripture. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purposes. We know that all things work together for good. You might be in a dry season. You might be in a valley full of bones. But all things. God works all things. That when we look at our lives. When we look internally and externally. And start evaluating and checking. Okay what's going on in our lives. And they don't match up to what the word says. They don't match up to what God says. I know that God's going to work all things for the good. Because I'm called and I'm loved by God. He's going to fix this. And we're going to partner together. We're going to speak the truth. 
The next question that I have for us today that we can ponder this week is what does God say you should be seeing? What does God say you should be seeing? We don't know in this short story with Jeremiah, the prophet, if he's outside and he physically sees an almond tree or an almond branch, I would assume that it's some type of prophetic dream or vision that he's seeing because in the next scripture, God asks him again, what do you see? And he says, I see a boiling pot of water and it's facing the north. And then automatically God starts prophesying about Judah and Israel and the error of their ways. But he sees this almond branch. He sees this branch, this tree, this natural thing. But what's awesome about the almond branch, and and as I studied a little bit last night, is the almond branch, or the almond tree, is the first tree to arouse and awake from the sleep of winter. It's the first one that says they bud and they flower, even in winter. That even almond trees, sometimes they, they bloom so early, they'll still have snow on them. And almond trees are only mentioned six times in the scriptures. But the prophet is hearing from God and hearing and seeing a picture of a tree that is the first one to flower, the first one to resurrect from the dead as he goes on a mission through the entire book to talk about the resurrection of who Judea and Jerusalem and Israel and the Israelites were going to be. He was going out and declaring, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, but God wants to save you. God wants to heal you. God wants to help you. He sees this almond branch and God says you saw well you saw well so what does God say that you should be seeing as we go into this week and we look and evaluate and see what's around us in the natural well now I've got to see what God wants me to see because he wants to see me succeed he wants to see me saved He wants to see me full of peace. He wants to see me full of love. He wants to see me prospering. He wants to see me blessed. He wants to see me being a blessing. He wants to see me flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants me to be flowing in the calling that God's called me to be. He wants me to see those things. If you have the faith, you have the unction inside of you to pray the simple prayer of, God, show me what you want me to see in this situation. Show me what you want me to see in this situation. That God is willing and ready to show you what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to be. And that God's going to speak to us. We believe that God still speaks to humanity. 
We see it throughout the scriptures that God has interactions from eternity, from the throne room of heaven, that he sends people, he sends angels, he sends his son, he sends the Holy Spirit, he sends a burning bush, he sends a donkey, that God is constantly trying to speak to humanity. We as humanity have to quiet ourselves and look and listen to be able to hear his voice and what he's saying. In Hebrews 11, chapter 1 through 3, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, for by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made by things which are visible. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. If you need your world framed by the word of God, when you build a house, you frame that house with wood. You make sure that's nice and strong, won't blow down, somebody doesn't lean on it and the whole house falls. We don't make spit wads. We don't get water balloons. We don't get fruit to build the houses. We've learned that those, those are silly things that will hold up a house. We need something that frames it, that holds it, so when the, the waves, the weather, the craziness of life happens, I'm framed. The house won't fall. It won't be destroyed. Scripture here says, by faith we understand that the world's were framed by the Word of God. What does God want us to see? When God starts speaking to us, it's important that we go to this book and verify that the words that we think we hear God speaking to us matches and lines up with what His Word truly says. Because there's a lot of voices that are speaking in and around us all the time. We have our internal thoughts that can be crazy, that can say a lot of crazy things. Maybe it's, maybe it's just me. Maybe my internal thoughts are, are the only crazy ones in the world. But we have these crazy thoughts that, was that God? Well, this person that's coming against me, I feel like murdering them. I, that could be God. No, no, it's not, not probably not, probably not God. Let's go to the scriptures and see what that word says. Okay, God says don't murder. Okay, check. All right, not God. We have the devil. We have his evil forces that are speaking into us. We have the world that's speaking into us. We have our family. We have our friends. We have all these voices that are speaking into us. That it can sometimes get very cloudy and very confusing if you're not grounded in the word of God. Well, God's telling me to see this. Okay, is that God or is that you? Is that the devil? Is that the world? And if God's telling you to see something in your life and help you in something, that we go and be rooted and grounded in these scriptures. Well, God tells me I need to do this. Oh, it says that in the Bible. 
God says it tells me to prosper. God says it wants me healed. God says it wants me saved. God says it wants me to go out and witness. God says it wants me to go out and bless people. God says this. God says that. Okay, so you're telling me to go and help this person. I have sickness in my body and I'm praying and believing for healing. Okay, that's God. We're lining up together. What does God say you should be seeing? And the last thing that that I want to talk about is as we evaluate our lives and we look around the natural to see what's happening in our lives. Does it line up with the scriptures? Okay, there's some things that we're going to identify, hopefully, when you walk out today and you go and live your life on Monday. You say, God, let me see. Show me something that doesn't line up with your word in my life. God, show me something that is lining up in your word. Because sometimes we need those victories. We need those wins. We need those confirmations that God is still moving and God is still speaking and God is still blessing. God, show me what you want me to see in my life. God, show me something that I can stand on in your scriptures to help me fix the natural. Because what we do, what we see in the natural is showing us what's happening around us in the spiritual. But what's awesome in Christianity is we can speak by faith into the spiritual to make our natural change. We can look in our lives and see, okay, I have sickness in my physical body in the natural. Well, that means in the spiritual, my life is not lining up with what the scriptures that says my body is healed by the stripes of Jesus. So then I go by faith into the spiritual and say, okay, by Jesus' stripes I am healed in the spiritual to change my natural. That we stand and we believe by faith on what the scriptures are saying and we declare that word out and we frame our world by the word of God. So it's time for us to, the last thing that I wrote was look, speak, believe the God vision for your future. But there's some responsibility on us as humans. There's some responsibility on each and every one of us to make some faith statements, to get in this book and find out what we're promised, what we should be seeing in our lives. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. In American English that says you're going to eat what you say. Sometimes we eat things that are real yummy. Hopefully after church, go eat something real yummy. Sometimes you go to a restaurant or go somewhere and find out instantly that wasn't yummy. Nope, <laughs> nope. Go to Taco Bell. Nope, nope, didn't work. <laughs> didn't work today. It wasn't good. wasn't good food. Same is true in our lives. That we can speak things in our lives and can be encouraged. That people can speak things into our lives that we can be encouraged. 
But there's also times where somebody can say something really negative and really nasty and say, nope, that, that didn't feel good. That. Just look at social media today as we have so many people who feel that they can just vomit on somebody because they're computer screens away. And what amazes me is I've just, throughout the last couple of years as, as we've seen this social media boom, is we've seen these celebrities or we've seen these athletes or these people who have all the money in the world, who have all the fame in the world, who have all the power in the world, who have everything that should make them happy. And I see these interviews as they say, well, I've read the comments of what people have said on my social media. We see people on, in social media who are social media influencers who are checking themselves in because of depression, because of mental issues. Why? They have all the fame, they have all the power, they have all the money, they have all the cars, they have all the houses. But they keep reading words that random people are talking about them. NBA sports star Kevin Durant one of the top five best players in the entire world. In a couple years it came out that he had a burner account where he was attacking people that were attacking his name on social media. This is a grown man who is making millions of dollars of putting a ball in a hoop, who is traveling worldwide People want his autograph. People are buying his jerseys. There is nobody in the world wearing a Jeremiah Land jersey. I'm not selling those yet. Maybe I will. Maybe we'll hang some in the rafters here. But there's nobody saying, you know who my favorite pastor is? Jeremiah Land. I'm going to go buy his jersey. I'm going to go to his church on Sunday, get him to autograph it. Then I'm going to put it on eBay. I'm going to make a couple thousand dollars. It's silly, it's comical. But Kevin Durant is... And because of words of people from all over the world saying you're no good, you're a bum, you can't shoot, you can't play, he felt it necessary in his busy schedule to create a secondary Twitter account to defend his name. Words have a huge impact. Negative words have a huge impact. Why do we not think that positive words and the words of God cannot change our atmosphere? Why are we so hesitant to declare the word of God in our lives and over our lives? Why do we, why do we not speak these words? Why do we not get these words in us? Verse 21 of Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the muscles, power of the brain. Death and life are in the power of whoever holds the most money, whoever's in the biggest position of power, whoever's seated in the White House, whatever shoes or fancy clothes you wear. That's what it should say. Death and life are, is in the power of the man or woman who has the biggest sword. Who has the biggest army? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat 
its fruit. What do you see? What do you see? And what does God say you should be seeing? When He speaks to you about what's going on in your life, it's time to figure out, is what He's telling me, does it line up with the Scriptures? And if it lines up with the Scriptures, then I'm going to start declaring it. Because I want to see what's happening in my natural be changed by the supernatural and my natural be changed. I want to remind y'all of our vision scripture of who we are and why we're called Press Church. Philippians 3.14 I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. As your pastor, I have asked this question this week specifically to me. What do I see in this church? What do I see in you as the congregation? What do I see in our kids' ministry, in our worship team? As we come up on the year of our church, as we've changed our name, as we've, we've created a new name and we've created a new identity, something that we all are going to be taking on and being and who we become. And, and this is our vision statement. This is what I want to see in your lives. This is what I want to see in the church's life. That we can press toward a lot of things. We can press toward money. We can press toward fame. We can press toward huge numbers and a mega church. We can press toward this. We can press toward that. But I want to press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That I want to be the best person that I can be. I want to be the closest I can be to God. The prize that I want to win is the relationship with God. And I know when my relationship with God is correct and in order and I hear his voice and he hears my voice and we're speaking, that the rest of life falls into place. The finances show up, the health shows up, the salvation shows up, the relationships show up. That's the most important thing. And it's our goal and it's our vision as what we see is how can we push you how can we encourage you to get that upward call we preached a sermon on that a couple weeks ago the upward call of God it's awesome that God has called us but God is so abundant that he's called us upward he's calling us out of where we are right now I don't want to be the same person that I am today that I am in six months or a year or six years down the road Hopefully and prayerfully, I'm not the same man that I was when I became pastor here. That God has touched me and God has grown me. Hopefully, I'm not the same husband that I was when we first got married. I've learned some things. I've grown in some things. We're about to have our second child. Hopefully, I can be a better father to my current son and to my daughter. That we see this upward call of God pulling us out of the garbage of our lives. That's where I see us. That's where I see us going. That's our vision. Hopefully you can attach yourself to that vision in your own life. That you press toward the goal for the prize of that upward calling of Christ Jesus. And the last scripture I have, Psalms 19 verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Look at that. The words of my mouth the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, God. 
God, this is what I see. And I'm going to use the words of my mouth and I'm going to use the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in your sight. And so you tell me what you see. I'll tell you what I see. And we'll meet in the middle by faith and see our lives change. Amen? What do you see? Take a time throughout this week and look at your surroundings. Could be pretty, could be pretty ugly. And that's okay. Because when you evaluate what's going on in your life, and you say, oh, I need help in these areas. God, I need help in these areas. He's going to show you what you need to see. He's going to bring scriptures across your path. He's going to bring books across your path. He's going to bring people across your path. He's going to bring resources across your path to help you change your atmosphere. Amen? Let's stand up today as we get ready to go. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the vision that you have for us. We thank you for the words that you've already given us that we can stand on. God, we know today that you are good. That you are good and you want to see good in our lives. It says that you sent your son who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Father, if there's anyone who is one being oppressed by the devil, I take authority as their pastor in the name of Jesus over them. Holy Spirit, I plead your blood over them if there's been any type of addiction or any type of thing in their life that the devil has had access to. In the name of Jesus, I release them. I remove the chains off of them. I free their mind. I free their heart. I free their spirit now in the name of Jesus. Father, if there's anyone who is sick now, I speak healing over their bodies. I speak the word of God over their bodies that by Jesus' stripes, they are already healed. That, Father, you sent your word and it healed us. Father, I thank you for financial provision in these people's lives. I thank you for restoration in their relationship with you and their relationship with man. I thank you that you show us this week, that as we journey this week and we open our eyes and see what is happening in our lives, we make an evaluation of where we are, and if it doesn't line up with your scriptures, that we get in touch with you, and we say, no, 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 this isn't right. We're going to follow the scriptures and we're going to see our natural change by faith declarations in the supernatural. Father, I ask you to bless your people today. I ask you to cause them to prosper in everything they do this week. Father, I thank you for Pastor Eric and Heather as they uh, get ready to come, that you give them a word for us and for this church, that it's a timely word that we are ready to receive, that you protect them as they're flying, as they're traveling, as they're making their way here, as they're in church right now. I ask you just to bless their ministry. I ask you to bless their church. I ask you to bless them. And Father, I thank you that Press Church is blessed. I thank you that the, everyone who steps foot in here is blessed. Father, I thank you that we are attaching ourselves to the vision that you have called and created for this church in this new identity that we choose to press towards you. We choose to press toward the prize of the relationship with God, with Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we are pressing towards you for the upward calling, that we're not going to be who we are today. We're going to be different because of the transformation of who you are in us. 
Father, protect your people. Keep them safe as they travel to their houses. Keep their houses safe. Father, just bless them and let them be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.